0: So Mike, count, show is 1025 the Bone. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Here's your headliner for the Big Poison, Def Leppard, Motley Crue Concert Stadium Tour. I told Drew yesterday, my guess is that tour will not come to Tampa. It will not play Raven James Stadium too big. It will play that, that dung hole of a soccer stadium in Orlando. What is you that think? thing called? World yeah. World camping mm-hmm. stadium. World camping. Where you'd much rather just hold in a tent. Camping world it's stadium. Camping world. Whatever is it is. It? I don't know. It's <laughs> gross. It's gross, disgusting, and I hate everything about it. There you go. <laughs> it would be it would be there's a list of maybe two or three artists I would travel to Camping World Stadium to see. And uh that's it. That part's nice. It's the inside. <laughs> I saw Metallica there. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: What do you no mean, ceiling. like the
0: like where the vendors are? Yeah, and, stuff. and the hallways oh. are all okay. and there's construction, and it's just and the people that work there are dicks, and it's just terrible. Orlando, Orlando, <laughs> Tampa, yeah. Or Florida. But Florida yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. You start out in Miami is like the sexy, is sexy legs and the privates. Toes. Key, West <laughs> the, Key West is Key West is tickle toes. Yeah. Then you move up to Miami, which is like the 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 like sexy legs yeah. private area. Then you move up to like the real, the real sexy highfalutin, but no mm, 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 uh tight belly area. That's like West Palm and stuff. Uh. Then uh, you flip around to the other coast near Orlando, the butthole, just sitting right there. Not Not really hot, no air, no no airflow, swamp. Yeah, I'm not talking the fun, small, the back Kissimmee where Disney World is. I'm talking about the lower end, Mm -hmm. uh, butthole ish Orlando. Yeah, people are nice. City's a butthole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you work your way up to your to your shoulders area, and the, then they, uh turn around to the Tampa, the boobies of oh, yeah. Florida. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Then the Pensacola, the, up north, the the head, the brain, right. the, the brain of the operations. <laughs> uh, who is Ray Lampy here? Yes, is yes, he? Bring is. The, He's a yes. doctor. Don't make him wait. Sorry, bring plan. him in the studio. Why they make us wait? Oh, not this doctor. Not Sit the on the paper. Doctor. Um. My doctor experience has been fantastic lately. I actually have a meet doctor. You ever meet doctor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I find that uh, you used to go to the doctor and you sign in, you sit there for an hour, and they call your name. Now beep beep beep, right in and out. Oh yeah. Oh, it's been fantastic. And then emergency rooms will tell you they'll put billboards up and tell you how long your wait would be. Right. Hey, have you been stabbed? Come to our emergency yeah yeah. We room. only got a two minute wait. Yeah. There's Ray right now. Ray is a huge Packers fan. Oh man, I live for your. I don't. I I love. All teams, but I love, I live for your anti-packers, uh, memes that you put up.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh,
0: good to see you. First of all, how's the restaurant doing? Good
1: to see you, Mike. Uh, restaurant's doing great. Man.
0: Opened a huge critical acclaim. Everybody, not just a barbecue restaurant,
1: but they're naming it as the, one of the best restaurants in Tampa. Yeah, man. It was an exciting start, I'll tell you. Yeah. And, and we're a year in now, and we're surviving, and we're, do, we're doing well. You know, it's, it's a it's a crazy business, man. I, I always tried to stay away from it. I ended up in it. Yeah. Uh, making a year is great, and we're rocking.
0: Now, now if you can, this is Ray Lampy, by the way, uh, can you give me the background
1: on how you, what like, what did you do before the meats? Like, um, where I had
0: you get started? Well,
1: I, I I found a way to be in the barbecue business without having a restaurant. Right. That's what I did. You know, I wrote cookbooks. I, I've been working but for... But what
0: did you do before? Like, what was your first real... Like, you didn't just say, I'm going to write a barbecue cookbook and people cared about you. You had to have some sort of...
1: Well, yeah, I, so I started cooking in high school. I signed yeah. up for a cooking class. 1972, it was teach your, your girls how to cook for the right, family. Right, like, yeah, it wasn't like a yeah. culinary program. <laughs> they couldn't believe we were showing up. Yeah. And we, were just, uh, we were just there to eat, basically, and <laughs> hang out with the girls. I mean, it was a different time. But I always liked to cook from day one. From, I was 15 years old. I was a goofball, but I always liked to cook. Right. 1982, 25 years old, a friend signed us up for a rib cooking contest in downtown Chicago. Uh. I literally had to borrow a grill, went and bought some ribs, went and did this, and didn 't win anything, but man, I had found my calling, you know? you
0: know yeah, you know what you I love cooking as well i don 't have any interest in doing it for any other reason but myself, but I love doing it. I love researching the ingredients, going on get it, tasting it until it 's right. my son 's thirteen and he's he is uh, learned how to make mac and cheese nice from scratch, so he 's mixing flour in there and all that, and he 's doing a great job, but I could tell that it's just something about guys we loved. We love to do that, whether it's be grilling or cooking Italian meals or something big or breaking taco Tuesday night. It, it's fun to cook.
1: I think at the end of the day, we like to eat it. We but, like to eat it. But, but I enjoy the whole process of creating. Like you, like you just said, I like to talk about it. I like yeah. to look at it. I like to shop it. I like to for it. I touch it, cook it, and I like to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk about it. You name it. I mean, I'm
0: just obsessed with so it. So you do the rib thing, you know when, but you're like, this is what I like to well, do. Well, so, yeah, here
1: we are. Now I'm cooking, which I really like to do, but I'm standing outside in in downtown Chicago, actually, in Grant Park. Um, now it's beautiful out. There's uh, a cooler of beer. There's a, you know, we're hanging around outside it's it takes a long time so we drink the whole cooler of beer there's there's a fire i have to get my friend to build me a giant smoker there's big pieces of meat i mean there's just so yeah, much yeah. more to this than i always joked though. it like if there was a chicken soup cooking circuit where you stood outside and drank a bunch of beer i might be a chicken <laughs> soup guy. you know it just all those things together just fit for me right and at the same time so so i was obsessed with it from then on which is you know 37 years ago and it, at the same time i like to take a little credit for this but also at the same time barbecue. Became such a big deal, you know. Yeah. In Chicago, seriously, in the in the eighties, nineties, barbecue wasn't a thing. Nobody really cared about it. It was in the black neighborhoods because those guys came from the South, right? But the white people all came from Ellis Island, and they didn't care about real barbecue. Right. Now, it, everywhere you go, it's just everywhere. Like I said, I like to take a little credit for making that happen. Yeah, but I've also been the beneficiary for sure. What I do you,
0: Carson's ribs. From Chicago, Carson's yeah. was real big. It was a huge gr- deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: You were from Chicago?
0: Yeah, I grew up outside in Illinois, about an hour west. Well, of Carson's,
1: so Carson's was very much, uh, it was right downtown, but it was what I call steakhouse ribs. They would they would bake them. They didn't even have a smoker at the time. Yeah. It became the famous rib joint in Chicago. Right. All the steakhouses, there's a place called Twin Anchors, same thing, it was a bar. They would bake the ribs or boil them or whatever, put barbecue sauce on them. I mean, people liked it, yeah. but it wasn't but it was authentic like, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Back then, brisket, when I first started doing it, you couldn't even find a brisket. I'd have to search it out, find a Jewish butcher, seriously, to to find a brisket. And when we were doing the research for the restaurant a few years ago, I was going to all the barbecue restaurants in Chicago, new ones, old ones, asking them what was their number one menu item. It was brisket in every single one.
0: Because it's like you said, uh, a brisket's no easy uh, task if you're going to make it. But people
1: love to eat it. Yeah, and it's like the holy grail, I think. If you if you like to cook at all, yeah. brisket is the hard thing to do. It's the holy grail, the one you really want to learn how to do.
0: When I go into restaurants that serve brisket, I ask them questions. How How long did you cook it? What do you put on it? Because I've been... So you and Ian really got me started on the Big Green Egg. Yeah. And I love that thing now. And uh, I've had it, and I've been using it solid for a year, and I'm still not good at it. But I, I, it's like a challenge every week get my fire right to get my process but i enjoy it i'm not like god damn it's frustrating each one gets a little bit better now i want to try more stuff spanish got me the multi-level grill pieces for yeah the egg spander (laughs) i got the half side and the you know stone half side grill so now i'm really able to do i i have not opened my barbecue in my built-in kitchen one time (laughs) since I've had the big green egg. You know
1: what we call that in the green egg world? Uh, Tool holder. Yeah, (laughs) basically. Keep all your stuff. Keep it
0: in there, yeah. I I really enjoyed it, and I'll go to Costco and find a big-ass piece of brisket, and then I will watch your video. Mm -hmm. And It's not just professionals, though. I like to watch a, a bunch of guys in the Midwest doing it at home just to see what different people do.
1: Until you finally find the one that you that you love. Well, that's one of the problems for a guy like me. Um, there's so much of that stuff on the internet. And guys, so now we get this next wave of guys that want to learn how to cook barbecue. But they're really just technicians. They're yeah. like engineering kind of dudes. You know, right brainers or left brainer, whichever one it is. So they don't view it as like an art thing. So they want to know the exact weight. The exa- I, I'll get emails like, so I heard it's 20 minutes a pound and I have an 8.62 pound brisket. So I figure it's going to take three hours and 22 minutes and, right. and like well not really kind of yeah. but you know touch it feel it look at it make it an art project not a science project that's
0: what so. i did i tell you that's been the best thing is that it'll tell me this is going to cook for four hours or close to four hours but i can get in there at three hours and change and go no this is perfect the right way and that's to be. when you
1: learn how to cook well yeah. when you write recipes like for a cookbook you you put Till it's golden brown on both sides. Till it's one hundred and twenty degrees internal temperature. Till it's soft to the touch. Right. And and that's and there's even more things. What does it smell like? What does it look like? You know, it would experience. You learn that it's not just about the temperature of it. Sometimes the temperature will throw you off.
0: Yeah. Oh, I I can't I can't use it. So I bought one of those thermometers. That you could put in there and then check on your cell phone, yeah, and right. but I for some reason that never works out for me. Well, so I, I never just, trust it. No,
1: am I sure that's in exactly the right spot? What if it's over a little bit? I'm in a thin part. I'm in a thick part. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't trust that. It, no, you use all those it. tools. That's what I teach them at the restaurant. Touch the stuff, feel it, look at it. You know, if you got a great big one and a little one, one might cook faster. It's just how it goes. What
0: is and now? I watched your uh, brisket recipe. You put uh, sometimes coffee, regular black
1: coffee on yeah, it. Yeah, it's running behind you. I keep I'm watching myself doing. No? Yeah. Yes. The uh, the yes. A cup of coffee. Well, you always want to put when you if you do choose to wrap it. Right, you know. Sometimes you don't. Depends what you're doing. Do you, what do you
0: recommend? Sometimes I'll I'll keep it on, an and then uh, maybe halfway through, I'll, then I'll wrap it.
1: Yeah, uh, to me, it's if it once it looks real good. You want to make sure you get a nice crusty caramelization on the outside. Once you've got that, if you feel like wrapping it, go ahead. To me, some days I do, some days I don't. If right. I want it to be soft and tender and really juicy, I'll wrap it, and then I'll put some liquid in. And that's when I would maybe use a cup of coffee. But some days I may not mind if it gets a little crunchy on the outside. You know, and I like it a little like that that day. Oh. This
0: is—I gotta tell you—I'm starving now. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, Thanksgiving. Now, over the years, being on different morning shows and doing different things, we've had different people try and uh, a- and tell us what their what their recipe is. A guy came in—I don't even remember if he was a professional or a listener or what the deal was. A guy came in and dug a hole and put the turkey in the hole and then put the fire on top of it. And I will tell you, that might have been one of the best turkeys I've ever had in my life. Really? That, it was fantastic. And he dug in a dirty hole in in uh, the edge of of the Tampa over there on the on the other side of the Howard Franklin Bridge where the studio used to be. It was like I would never if I would have thought beforehand eating anything that's been in that disgusting ground. Uh, but anyway. I mean, he didn't wrap it? He yeah, he robbed wrong. it, but still. Yeah, God knows insane. what sewage is rolling through there. Uh, now, I uh, put a turkey on the Big Green Egg last year. And that was, I've never brined anything before, Mm -hmm. so I had to learn how to do that, and I did it, and it was pretty much a success. Now, my only problem was that uh, my fire was too high on the sides, so my wings got burnt, but once
1: I wrapped it up on the side, everything else, the rest of the body of the turkey came out great, and that was pretty easy to do. Yeah, the thing to do is, like in that case, the way it is, the heat comes up around the sides. Yeah. Uh, just put some foil on them wings. You know I didn't say no. It was my first time. Yeah. But but well, what happens when guys buy big green eggs, and this is a perfect example you're, you are, you're now way more into it. Yeah. Before, you would take some stuff, put it on your gas grill and not worry about it. Now, now, you're you're watching the videos. You're paying attention. You got the thermometer. You become a way better cook. And ironically, the green egg gets all the credit for yeah, it. That's, that's the world we live in. But yeah. it's great. Um, it, it's just all about that temperature for me with a turkey, getting it done. Now, my tip... Um that I tell people all the time, and, and you take the turkey. I did. It, I cooked one yesterday, actually, for myself, because I'm going to be out of town for the holiday. Right. Take the turkey, get it defrosted, take it out of the fridge, put it on the counter, and get a, a Ziploc bag full of ice, a gallon bag full of ice, put it on top of the breast, and walk away from it for an hour. Why do we do that? So the bottom part, the, the trick with turkey is getting the white meat on top and the bottom part cooked at the same time. Right. So the dark meat is the one that always, because all the bones are down there and it has a hard time getting caught up, the white meat gets overcooked, and that's why it gets dry. So you put the... The Keep big bag of ice on there gets it really cold. At the same time, it's on the counter, so the dark meat's starting to warm up. And it's just a big head start towards getting it right.
0: That's a great... I would never it have thought It works. Yeah. It really
1: works. Okay, so uh, now do you brine your turkeys? I don't. I, I buy butterball turkeys, which are so essentially you... brined. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I like them. My grandma always bought those for Thanksgiving. So that's just what I buy, and it kind of works out. Collects I didn't
0: notice... that. So the, uh, I watched a bunch of different videos. And and read a lot of different things So I had to go buy a big bucket and fill it with Water (laughs) and apple cider vinegar And I'm cutting oranges and all kinds of Peppercorns and everything But it was also fun to do uh, Because I had never done it before But I can honestly tell you I didn't taste any of that stuff. I mean, maybe it it helped, but I didn't know. It's
1: pretty subtle. The the concept of brining is good. I actually just did a video. There's a video floating around. Uh, Ace Hardware is really stepping up with Big Green Egg. And they had their chef come to Big Green Egg and we did a turkey uh, Thanksgiving videos. And he had this stuff. So he had the bucket. He had a bag that's like the right size for the bucket. So you put the big giant bag in the bucket, put your turkey in there. He had this brine. It was in a package. You put that with two gallons of water or whatever it was, warm it up and kind of get it dissolved. And you don't have to go get all that stuff. It actually made sense to right, me. Right. If you're going to brine, a lot of guys really like to brine. What brining will do for you, we, we brine stuff at the restaurant all the time for a couple of reasons. It actually will get that flavor really inside, like the meat. What happens is it's this osmosis thing. If the water's salty enough, it'll go into the turkey. If it's not salty enough, it'll come out. Right. So you make it plenty salty, and then it goes in. So it'll carry the flavors with it. But it also, once that juice gets in there, that salty water, it'll stay. So it's almost impossible to dry it out okay, when you brine something. You. So that, that's what guys like about it, because then they can cook that out of it and it still doesn't get dry
0: now if you if you're uh smoking a turkey do you stuff stuff in the inside or no
1: I, if i got it some apples and onions laying around that happen to be laying around oh, you're not putting stuff lemon in or there. something no no uh, put stuffing on the
0: side yeah, I got to tell you, this I'm out of town for the holidays, too, but I think I may have to
1: make a turkey well, uh, just because for the, <laughs> the fun of, of it. Floor. Yeah, I mean, really. I really like turkey. I mean, it, you know. It's yeah, why do we only really eat turkey around one month of the year? It's a good food, and it's good for you. i I tell you, we sell the heck out of it at the restaurant. All barbecue restaurants sell a lot of turkey breasts. Um, I don't think people just don't mess with it. They yeah. somehow view it as this big hassle. I cooked a 12-pounder yesterday. It took two and a half hours in the oven. I mean, yeah, let's not face a big it, deal. you're just
0: sticking it in the oven. That's basically all you're doing yeah. if you just cooking it at home. You're just sticking it right in the and oven. And they're
1: not, it, it, you know, your grandma would cook it for tw- 12 hours until yeah, it yeah. was, like, dry as dust. <laughs> but we don't cook them like that anymore. What is your
0: favorite thing to cook?
1: <laughs> it, 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 I get that question a lot. And yeah. it, for me, it depends on the day because, you know, I, I eat so many different things. I cook so many different things, whatever I got a taste for that day. Yeah. For other people, it's barbecued ribs. Ribs, Because they're yeah. just so passionate about it. Yeah. You know, I always say everybody I know can tell you where they ate the best slab of ribs they ever ate. It's true. You know, I mean, I can't, I, it, it's two for me. It was, uh, I was in Tuscaloosa at Dreamland Barbecue, the old place on University of Alabama, and I was driving down I-20 and I, I stopped and got them and, and was eating them, winging the bones out the window. <laughs> so it how, really was.
0: What a what a great compliment that is coming from you out of all the ribs that you must have cooked and eaten over the years to be able <laughs> to
1: describe what the, what your favorite is. Yeah, That place must be real proud of that. Yeah, well, it's a vintage place, man. Actually, the guy just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Barbecue Hall of Fame, that guy. Uh, he's, been, he's been passed for a long time but it yeah. got famous because Bear Bryant used to go there all oh, the time. Yeah. It was a big deal uh, but it's a solid old place. The old places are just different than the new places. They don't necessarily hold everything properly so you may get something really good today and something bad tomorrow and it's just the nature of it but saying, it was solid.
0: What's your favorite way to cook ribs? Because I know my roommate, you talked about boiling ribs. I didn't know that was a thing and my roommate who's from the Bahamas, she boils her ribs and they come out so tender. They fall off the bone. They're so delicious i didn't know that was a thing
1: my heart is hurting yeah. really. <laughs>
0: i would i could never i don't
1: think but i mean uh well it used
0: to be a thing because yeah. we
1: didn't know how to properly cook barbecue so boiling ribs used to be a thing um does she make soup out of that broth or does yeah. she just throw all that good flavor away oh no she makes all right yeah uh, she makes bomb a lady little... yeah, that right, yeah, no, goes in there uh, i mean you know in Boiling is a a tool. It's okay. I'm not against eating them. Um, In in the barbecue snob world, we view a falling off the bone rib as overcooked. So we like to think about when you bite it, the place you bit it comes off the bone clean, but the rest of it stays together. I'm guessing those ones you're talking about, it just kind of slops all over the plate, right? Yeah, that's how I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. As a barbecue snob, you have to balance that. Okay, I don't want it that way. If Mike's coming over and we're going to overanalyze my perfectly cooked ribs... You know, that's how I'm going to cook them. If you're coming over, why not overcook them and make them soft and chewy like that? If that's how you like them, heck yes.
0: That's how I like them. I smoke them until they're nice and we can just pull the bone out if you wanted to. Well, my father always says he wants to be able to tear it away a little bit. Yeah, like some people a like them.
1: I don't even mind if there's a little, you know, some chew. You got it yeah, 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 off the bone. I don't yeah. even mind that. Well, uh, but she
0: makes the soup out of it. So like, when it right, falls I like her off, for that. Yeah, yeah. So when it falls off the bone, you can just take your spoon and like put all the meat in your soup. So that way you just toss the bone and. Oh yeah.
1: man! And yeah, yeah. That's the Bahama lady. You got to eat around the cartilage and yeah. stuff. But that's all right. I'll take what it. What is a weird? What's the <laughs>
0: most non-traditional thing you make? Because I've seen you making eggs out there on the on the Big
1: Green Egg. Yeah, man. There's no Nothing I haven't made, gosh. um, Bread, you know, bread's kind of cool to do. But a lot of it, bread, you got to think about it like a wood-fired oven. Yeah. You know, cookies, we'll make cookies on there. You know, don't put a bunch of, like, hickory smoke on them cookies. No. But that little bit of charcoal flavor tastes good. Oh, I bet. Pizzas, man, pizzas are so good. So that
0: was my my first time making a pizza. I, I knew that we were doing, like, a competition me, Ray, Ian, and a bunch of cooks, and and SBK. I forgot to put
1: my I forgot to put one of my ingredients yeah, in. I yeah. lost. Mike beat us <laughs> I remember. Uh, and I was like, I'm not
0: going to win making barbecue against these guys, so I decided to do a pizza because they make a pizza stone. And uh, so, what you put cornmeal down so it doesn't stick. Yep. And then you make the pizza. And I'll tell you, if Frankie from Cafe Chibo wasn't there to help me, I would have destroyed <laughs> I appreciate you the... for admitting that. Oh my god. If Frankie's yelling at me, oh I may I, I almost looked at Frankie and said, We're not gonna be friends anymore after this. Leave me alone. But he was damn right. If he didn't help me out, I
1: would have destroyed everything. But that pizza once cooked on that stone is delicious. Well again, it gets that wood fired flavor. You know, it's don't think about it like a grilled pizza or a smoked pizza. No. When you go to a wood fired pizza oven place, heck yeah, that's what you want. That little bit of wood flavor.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, it, it really it really is good. Uh this guy, Tim, has a question. Oh, I guess I could take it here. Tim, go ahead. You're on with uh, Ray Lampy.
1: Ray, thank you very much. Mike, it's a great
0: interview. I really am enjoying it. Thanks. What do you got? Ray, I'm having I'm having a problem with my brisket. And I was wondering if you're a fan of wrapping your brisket in butcher paper or
1: not. Uh, Yeah, I am. My big problem with wrapping your brisket in butcher paper is that I didn't think of it. (laughs) It's a great idea. Uh. Uh, I I don't know if Aaron, I think Aaron Franklin gets a lot of the credit for it. I'm not sure if he was the first guy to do it. It was just, I'm sure it was some butcher in Texas that was cooking a brisket. But it's a great idea because when we wrap it in foil, we do steam it. There's no getting around it. Once you seal that foil up, it's going to steam. The butcher paper really just, it keeps all the greasy fat kind of hanging out on the brisket. gets enough steam to help tenderize it. But it doesn't, like, okay. you know, turn it into soup. So, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Some days, like at the restaurant, we got a different kind of smoker. We don't wrap them ever. We wrap them when they come out in butcher paper. But we don't need to wrap them in the cooker, depending on what you're cooking on. But, yeah, the butcher paper, you like have, I said, it's just I wish I had have thought of it.
0: Do you have a constant, like, a rotisserie smoker where it's moving the
1: racks around? Or are they standstill racks? Because I have a up-and-down box smoker and it the meat just sits on the rack so i can't it's not moving around the heat the heat's directly coming from the bottom yeah ours is yeah of course Our, we got this giant one cooks a thousand pounds of meat and Ooh. it spins everything around um that's the whole idea okay. to keep everything and it all drips on itself but when you got the heat underneath you um now do you cook them fat side up or die? Oh, no? i hung up on him. i'm sorry
0: <laughs> so sorry, well, i figured he's listening uh my my uh my thing when you wrap them in the butcher paper at the get-go or halfway no, through halfway through you want to okay.
1: you always want to get that bark on there first, right first okay. once you get to once it gets half cooked you'll never get that done the same way yeah oh boy I'm,
0: i have to tell you th- this is something that uh that i just started doing uh this smoking and cooking and it really i it's a joy especially now with the weather being a little bit cooler yeah. i love i have a really nice uh i live on like a little preserve area in the back where i could just look out into the woods and cook The problem is, I have a gator that lives in the lake not too far, and I know he's looking up every (laughs) once in a while. Yeah, how do you cook a gator? They Uh, like chicken. You can. I bet you you can.
1: can. I'll tell you how. So, you get them, when you get them processed, they they cut all the rind off of them, their skin off of them, except their feet, their little hands and feet, and their head. So, they look really kind of crazy. But here's, here's the tip wrap the rest of them in bacon. Make oh. a bacon weave wrap him up so he's, he looks really cool too. It looks like a bacon alligator. Right. but it helps cook it because the gator meat will get a little dry. And, uh-huh. and it just, I mean, half the people will run out of the room and the other people are grabbing. They can't wait to eat it.
0: Oh, uh, I, I never thought, uh, that I would be a big green egg guy and now I think I need to buy a bigger one. Like, I think I need to have two going. Two is the way yeah, to go. I mean, yes. really,
1: it really I is. hear you. So, um... Get the Mini yeah. Max. That's what I got. I got the Mini Max, which is the small portable one. Right. I'm telling you, that thing is... I, I never thought I would use it in my backyard. I use it all the time.
0: Now, uh, what is the best accessory that you're thinking I don't have yet? Uh, like, uh, tell me what you think. If you have a big green egg... What is the best accessory to have that I may not have discovered?
1: The expander cool. That's yeah. a real cool thing. Um, there's two new things. There's a, a basket that goes in the bottom, uh, the fire bowl we call it. So all your charcoal just hanging out, sort of in that basket. So I have you, that. You got that thing? So okay. it w- mine's called the kick ash basket. Oh, Are they that, same that. thing? No, not even close. Really? Totally different. Okay. Totally different. It's oh, hold on. Not even a ahead. little bit like that. No, no, not like that at all. No. Okay. Uh, so, no. so this much is a, better.
0: This is an official big green egg yeah, one, exactly. Okay, and it fits in the bottom, and it does similar type stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's,
1: yeah. Does, uh, totally different. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is what I need to know. The, but the other cool thing they got now, and I haven't even used it yet, I got one in the garage. Is they walk. Um, they got a they got a ring set up and a walk that goes in there. Oh and, really? So, you know, the problem with cooking like on a walk in your house is you can never get it hot enough. Yep. You know, and out there on a the green egg, you get it hot as you want it and it's pretty darn cool. Oh Carmen is showing
0: me the basket right now. So it's no, a, that's uh, not like that at No, all. no, it's oh, behind basket. it's behind you, behind you right oh, over is okay. your shoulder. It's a it's a it's a metal basket with holes in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. As opposed I mean, it's to the... the same
1: same concept,
0: right? But uh, I, I get you. Okay. I but see it's it.
1: a pretty cool. It's a nice addition to the to you know stuff. To, but see, that's just for managing your charcoal. Look at a walk. Now that thing's cool. Yeah. It's uh, that thing. Like I said, it gets so hot. It's blazing. Boy, if you if you uh,
0: enjoy cooking, you are really uh, missing out if you haven't tried this yet. It's it's an entirely different way. And I and I'm not lying, I've not opened my regular barbecue once. Well, it inspires
1: you too. Like I said, you're a perfect example. Instead of just cooking burgers and, and sausage and stuff, just because of that, you're inspired to try all these. Yeah, I
0: don't think foods. I've made I don't think I've made burgers at all. I, yeah. I'm doing briskets, I'm trying ribs in different ways. Pizzas, I mean uh, pizza's the pizza a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you What did you bring today? Just food from the restaurant? Yeah, food Ooh. from the
1: restaurant. We're just we're, we're doing a whole Thanksgiving like takeaway, heat your food up thing. So uh, we're working on that stuff right w- now.
0: Will you uh, uh, have time to cater uh, Thanksgiving meals or no? Uh, no, we're
1: just doing well th- before and after. We're going to close on Thursday,
0: but, but that's what I'm saying. Like if I if I'm like I don't want to cook, I want to have Ray Lampy. Yeah,
1: that's or... what we're doing. I oh, got... you can do that. I got we got a whole list of stuff that we're doing. That you pick it up cold and like we're cooking these turkeys and you pick them up cold and then you reheat them and it, hams and then you can actually get a brisket and we got a bunch of sides, all the traditional stuff and our, our regular stuff too and just a bunch of stuff. So you pick it up like on Wednesday and then you reheat gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like okay. Publix does and all yeah. the guys
0: do. So um, listen, I, I'm gonna tell you, I love Publix, but if you're gonna get a meat, I would come and get a meat <laughs> from a guy. I mean, let's be honest, we're pretty if you're, serious. If you're about gonna it. have it cooked and you're gonna make it good and then you have. Uh, you have the smoked turkey, you have the uh, pineapple uh, smoked ham, and the smoked whole brisket, which I have to tell you, that is the way to go. Um, and then the Brisket all the-
1: for Thanksgiving sounds pretty good I to mean, me. I mean, look, right? Because
0: uh, everybody's eating turkey. I don't like ham, believe it or not. I'll eat a piece every once in a while, but I'm not a big ham fan. But I would much rather have turkey and a brisket for sure. And then all the sides are all right there. And then uh, the desserts as well. You can get everything. Uh, Dr. Barbecue drbbqs.com. You can actually order it all online or do yourself a favor and go there for lunch one day and order it while you're there. The actual address is 1101 First Avenue South in St. Pete. It's right across the street from Tropicana Field, and uh, everybody is raving about it. You can Google it, and you will see uh, you know everybody, everybody talking about it online, about what a good—not just a barbecue restaurant, but one of the great restaurants— in the Tampa Bay area. Do you have time to grab a couple of more phone calls? People have a yeah, bunch of, of barbecue questions for you. Uh, Bo, go ahead. You're on with Ray Lampy. Hi, Ray Lampy. Um, mm-hmm. I have a green egg that my mom gave me and start the bidding at 15, 18 years old. Um, it's a weird size, 17 inches across. Um, from what I know,
1: And they don't even make the 17-inch size. It should fit if it's the so the original Big Green Egg store was importing uh, Kamado smokers from Japan. There was a couple different brands. Imperial was one. Um, they all had Japanese markings on them. That's what he was selling. And then he decided to have them made locally to make them better because they were breaking. They were made out of clay. So assuming you have that, uh, the internal stuff is. All the same size. So you should say 17, but we call them 18. I think it'll all fit, though. Go. I, I can
0: tell you, Bo, there's a place called Grill and Provisions. I've yeah, been there, there yeah. Uh, and that's yep. one of the one of the spots now for all the big green, green egg supplies. Yeah. I thought it was really crazy because on the bottom of it, there is writing, and, you know, I'm not first in that, but, you know, Chinese, it's some sort of date stamping on the bottom yeah. of the egg itself. Well, that's that's right, well, why. Take, Take a right, bunch well.
1: of pictures and go up and talk to Grill and Provision. Talk to Patrick up there. He'll know all yeah, about it.
0: Yeah, he'll know everything about it. And also, uh, on the big green egg, my uh, internal ring did crack when I first got it. All in the warranty. They replaced the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: all lifetime warranty. Yeah.
0: So, uh, all right, let me go to uh, Colleen. Colleen, you're on with Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. What do you got, Colleen? Hey. First of all, Mike, love
1: the show. Thank
0: and you. Hi,
1: Ray. Hey, Colleen. Um,
0: I have a question about, I smoke,
1: um, we're from Kansas, but we live here, and we love pulled pork, so I um, smoke it all the time. And I never know, I have this decision in my head every time about, I put the fat side down or the fat side up.
0: That's a good question, because even on the brisket, you'll find, uh, if you watch 50 uh, videos, they'll all split it down the middle. This guy wants it always. Fat up, so it drips into it, always fat down, so it stays. What do you do?
1: Well, I, I put it, which way is the heat coming from? So on a big green egg, the heat is essentially coming from underneath. I put the fat towards that. If you're cooking on a, like a big offset, the heat comes from the side, and it really comes from the top down. Okay. So I would go fat up then. Uh, the concept that the, the fat melts and like marinates into the meat, it's just BS. It oh, just really? doesn't react. Yeah. Uh, the good and bad of learning all the science of this stuff now is we know, and that just doesn't really happen. Yeah. So it drips off of the side. But if the heat is coming from the top, like I said, on an offset. Now, what I'll do typically on the egg is start everything fat side down and halfway, three-quarters of the way through, I'll probably flip it over. Yeah. Uh, but but always, wherever the heat's coming from, aim the fat that way. All right. Colleen,
0: Hi. thank you. I have to tell you're inspiring me today. Like to That's my job, around. Mike. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, John, go ahead. You're on with Ray Lampy. What do you got? Hi, John.
1: Uh, Maybe Scott. All right, Scott, go ahead, sir. (laughs) Oh, hey, Mike. Uh, Yeah, so don't crucify me, but I'm actually a Komodo Joe fan, Um, but I do. I know they're interchangeable with the uh, Big Green Egg. Um, A couple of accessories that I could recommend, not sure if you have, is um, one I use all the time. It's called the Napoleon Basket,
0: so you can spin wings at the rotisserie. It's an insert for the Joe-tisserie. Um, I don't. these are too many cool. these are too many terms for me. I, I don't understand the joke. Essentially
1: when you have a Kamado cooker, you just don't need that stuff. Oh, you know, okay. People guys are gadget freaks. They want to have a rotisserie, they want to have baskets, they want all this stuff. And God bless them, I appreciate them for buying it. Right. But I'm just not much of a gadget guy. To me, the way the thing cooks, you just don't need any of
0: it. No, that. I mean it's it's pretty simple. The only thing that I've really used uh besides the stuff that actually comes with would be thermometer wise just to check and i don't even know yeah, really that's really that. important yeah. right all right one more call brian you're on with uh with ray Lampy. what do you got brian
1: hey uh, ray um i'm just wondering if you have any advice i'm competing in my first competition this weekend for the pig jam and I wonder if you can have any advice you can give me doing yeah, it for very cool. and uh, you know ribs and all that plant city i helped i actually helped get that contest started i used to live in lakeland and uh they wanted to do it like lakeland um you know, do read around. Whatever you hear that all these other competition guys are doing, just do that. Unfortunately, <laughs> creativity is sort of gone from that. In, in my day, we were creating stuff and making up new things to do. Now everybody does the same thing. Get some of that phosphate stuff, inject the heck out of it, and get some Blue's Hog barbecue sauce, and you'll be good. There you go. Good luck to you, sir. It.
0: You Thank like injecting? That's good. I haven't done that yet. No, I um, don't.
1: But the competition guys, it's it's just necessary. Yeah, you know, it's necessarily evil. If they're all doing it and you don't, your food's not going to be the same texture. It's not going to taste the same. It's not going to look the same.
0: Who uh, who are the other barbecue guys that you like? Like you mentioned, Aaron Franklin. I watch a lot of his stuff on uh, on Facebook. He's constantly in my feed, so he it got me watching him. He seems kind of young to be uh, so dominant in the business.
1: He is. He was, he was like the perfect storm of this cool, young, hip guy that decided, you know, so we had this wave of we all, everybody used to have old smokers that they built in their restaurants. Then came along Southern Pride and Old Hickory and these guys with these modern, shiny ones that spin everything around, but they were gas-assisted. And the food is all the same. It's just nothing very interesting. And yeah. Aaron was like one of the first guys that said, wait a minute, let's go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things and really did it in restaurants, a lot of work. And he was just the Cool dude, He's in Austin, right place, yeah, right yeah, time, yeah. food truck, and uh, and works it well. I mean, Aaron, God bless him, man. He's made it better for all of us, you know. He, he, here's what drives me crazy. You go to Franklin's, you wait in line for three hours to eat the brisket, and it's really good, and it's cool, and it's a great experience. If you drove a half hour down the road to Lockhart, there's three restaurants there that are like 100 years old. Right, the, the original same places, <laughs> and there's no line. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, well, listen, uh, if you
0: are looking to have a great... Great Thanksgiving meal and not have to cook it. Have somebody great cook it for you. Have uh, Ray and the folks at Dr. Barbecue make it for you. The entire Thanksgiving menu, uh, turkey, ham, brisket, all the sides and the desserts. They have it all. Go to drbarbecue.com, com, and you can order it all online and go pick it up a day before and then, boom, just heat things up. Uh, I hope you do some stuff for Christmas, too, because Christmas is at my house this year, and <laughs> I would like to cook a lot less.
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, our plan is to ramp this up. You know, yeah. it's our first time doing it. We just, like I said, the first year, we were real careful about what we implemented, make sure we could do it. This is our first time doing this. I think this is going to be a big deal for us, so I suspect we'll even add stuff.
0: All right, good. Well, Ray, it's great to see you. Good to see you, Thank Mike. Thank you for turning me on to the uh, to the Big Green Egg. One day... I would like to be able to make um, burnt ends as good as Ian Beckles. That's my goal. That's my goal.
1: (laughs) Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's
0: IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah.
1: Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply.